Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. They say it's in your blood, a game that can't be won, only played. A love affair. It satisfies the soul and frustrates the intellect. The greatest game ever played. Golf. It's real. And this is Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of legendary golfer Billy Casper. Talking golf with you for more than two decades. And now, here's Brian and Bob. Well, thank you very much, and welcome into another edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper. Great to have you with us as we have Solheim Cup action going on this weekend. We're on the eve of the Ryder Cup. It's finally here. Team USA looking to do what no Team USA has done in 30 years, and that's take home the Ryder Cup trophy after contesting it on foreign soil. Might this be the year? Is Zach Johnson, his assistant captains, all the analytics, his captain's picks in the qualifiers, enough? Riding the momentum out of Kohler, Wisconsin, and Whistling Straits all the way to Rome. Going to be enough to bring that little gold trophy back here to the U.S. <laughs> in a week's time. Bob, your dad, Billy Casper, the all-time winningest Ryder Cupper in U.S. Ryder Cup history. Guy was a master competitor, master putter, and a successful captain in 1979. This thing is in your blood. How fired up do you get knowing the Ryder Cup's around the corner? Oh, I love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, including you, say we want we want good matches. We want close matches. I don't. I want the U.S. to do what Steve Stricker did last time and win 19-9. to I want them, to the U.S. team, to put their foot on the throat of the Europeans and beat them up. Beat them up hard. So, um, but I'm excited for the Ryder Cup. Always am, and uh, and I'm excited this week for the Solheim Cup. Yes, yeah, Stacy Lewis saying we really missed the mark here in the game of golf to build this as a one-two European, you know, back-to-back week matchups and do a little cross marketing and such. But nevertheless, it is great to see the ladies out there competing. And uh, after day one, Team USA with a bit of a lead after going four and zero. This is the thing that makes me a little nervous, Bob. The last time the U.S. <laughs> Ryder Cup team was on foreign soil, they went four and zero in the opening match and then stumbled a little bit in the afternoon, and then it was all Europe from then on out. So here's hoping and that doesn't happen to uh, the ladies' Team USA at the Solheim Cup. We're going to get to that. Caddy's going to join us. 
And we're going to get Ryan Ballinger, who's spending some time there over in Spain at the Solheim Cup. We'll get a we'll get a bird's eye view, an on hand account. Stay tuned. We're just getting started here on Real Golf Radio. Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers AAA star Drew Avens, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com. 10 bucks says your local Staples now accepts Amazon returns. 10 bucks says you can make those returns at Staples 7 days a week. 10 bucks says you'll get in and out fast and easy. 10 bucks says when you make an Amazon return at Staples, you'll get 10 bucks off your Staples purchase of $30 or more. 10 bucks says it's pretty cool to get 10 bucks to spend on something you want just for returning something you don't. 10 bucks says Staples will be your new favorite place for Amazon returns. 10 bucks says you knew I was going to say 10 bucks says Offer good in store only. Exclusions apply. Hey, y'all. This is Ronte. And a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich is the pimento cheese. I was like, go cheese, go pimento, go honey, go get it. Hi, this is Chantrice. And a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich is the mild spiciness of the pickled jalapenos. No, it's the crispy chicken. Actually, I can't decide. It's the entire sandwich. Order the Honey Pepper Pimento Chicken Sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Available for a limited time. Real Chick-fil-A guests paid for their testimonials. Are you looking to sell your house? Call 1-800-SELL-FAST to request a free all-cash offer. We can buy your house in days, and you don't even have to clean or fix anything. There are no commissions or closing costs. No agents, no open houses, and no banks to deal with. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST or visit sellfast.com to request your cash offer. There's no obligation. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST. That's 1-800-735-5327. Or visit sellfast.com to get your free cash offer. Sellfast is a home buyer referral service. Each office independently owned and operated. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/byline and use code byline. That's code byline at prizepicks.com slash byline for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. This segment is brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort in St. George, Utah. BlackDesertResort.com. Book your tee time at the new Tom Weiskopf Championship Design Golf Course here that is set to host a PGA Tour event next fall, almost exactly 12 months from this weekend. And then... In the spring of 25, the LPGA will be coming for the Black Desert Championship. Really excited. Had a chance to play the golf course this week again. It is so pure. 
The visuals are so incredible. And it's just such a fun and challenging golf course you will not regret. I can't, I've yet to talk to anybody who has played it or been around with them as they played it that they just don't have a huge smile on their face and just say the hype is real. It lives up to it. And it does. Check out blackdesertresort.com. And while you can, get in on some exclusive real estate opportunities, blackdesertresort.com. Thanks again for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, looking forward to next week's Ryder Cup. Talking Solheim Cup again, Ryan Ballingy from golfnewsnet.com will be joining us coming up in just a little bit with his firsthand account of uh, his experience on day one at the Solheim Cup in Spain. Not been to a Solheim Cup, something that I would like to do. Been to several Ryder Cups. It's phenomenal. That first tee is just something you have to experience. You, you can hear about it, but experiencing yeah. it is like nothing you will ever experience in golf. It's, it's the energy, the back and forth, you know, that just, it, it's, it's, you can cut it, you can almost cut it with a knife in the air. And then with this, just imagine the most raucous stadium environment that you've ever been in, all of a sudden goes deaf quiet. And now some poor player has to put a T in the ground and try to connect with the driver. It's just phenomenal stuff to watch. Unless you're like Bubba Watson, also, um, Bubba Watson just, he incited the, the crowd and they were cheering and yelling when he teed off. So um, some guys will do it that way. Some guys will do it um, just normal being quiet. Uh, uh, There was a player on the, the Solheim cup team, the U S side that, that incited the crowd in the second group today off the first tee um, in the second match of the day. And, uh, and she wanted the crowd to be, um, to be up and going when, when she hits. So some people like it that way. We don't see it that way very often, but uh, it's pretty cool to be there on that first tee. I remember when we were at, uh, what, was it Medina or was it Whistling Straits when we were at Jeff Babineau on the first tee? That was at um, uh, Medina. Stand- that was Medina. That was at Medina, and we are standing up at the top, and that's it's just the coolest thing to be in that little kind of amphitheater there on the first tee and uh, watching those guys come up and get ready to play. I'll tell you what I don't want to hear at all is ole, 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 ole. You know, Bob, the, it just so happened that our first Ryder Cup in person was mm-hmm. in 2004 in Detroit. And yep. I'll tell you what, Hal Sutton, it, what, that whole week was such a cluster. Phil Mickelson switched uh, equipment companies, right. and he wanted to practice by himself on a different golf course away from the team. Hal Sutton was strutting around with his cowboy hat on and trying to make a scene by putting Tiger and Phil together. Yeah. And it was just an absolute disaster. And we pretty much from the gun, it was all Europe and it was all ole, ole, ole. And it was, man, that was a, that was one of the worst feelings. I mean, I got to take my sports (laughs) seriously. And so when I'm, you know, and, and again, I'm a Utah jazz fan and a university of Utah fan and there's a lot of history around disappointment as a fan. And, and quite frankly, I don't mean that as a, as a knock to the Jazz or the Utes. Unless you're Alabama or the Chicago Bulls or the New York Yankees, you're, you, you exp- we all experience that as fans because only one or team. Or the Patriots. <laughs> thank you. Pa- the New England Patriots would want to be in there as well. You, you, those types of teams, good for you. If you grow up and that's your team, good for you. 
championships, banners, the whole thing. Good for you. The rest of us, man, it is heartbreaking every year. You think you're right there. You think you got it going on and uh, just clutches it from your chest. It's a sinking feeling. Well, let me tell you, as bad as all of those feelings were sitting there at the Ryder Cup that year, boy, I was just sick. I was just, I could not believe what we were watching and how our stars who, quite frankly, were much better golfers than the other team just got absolutely shredded, Bob. I don't know what it is about this Ryder Cup that that can happen. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know either. You know, we've had such a good um, track record over the years, the The U.S. side, I, 27 wins and 14 losses, something like that. But I'll tell you what, the last, uh, well, since the last time we won on foreign soil in 93, um, it has not been good. And um, we have not won on European soil. And it's about time for that to change, I think. We're 4-9 and nine since that 93 win. And you're right. Uh, because we haven't won on foreign soil in that 30 years, we've never won back-to-back cups. So yeah. we've had it twice when Paul Azinger in 2008 at Valhalla. Boy, he seemed to have figured it out, didn't he, Bob? He put the pot yeah. system together. Yeah. And he got the likes of, you know, J.B. Holmes and... Boo Weekly and some of these guys that you just didn't necessarily picture as American stars. Now they did have some, they did have AK, you know, Anthony Kim and yep. all of his glory, Anthony the big Kim. old belt buckles. And you had Kenny Perry, the hometown favorite. And, you know, you had, obviously you had that going on, but man, he put this pod system together. The players all bought in and they took it to Nick Faldo's team. And, yeah. and you thought maybe we'd figure something out. And then for some reason that I'll never know, Zinger's been cast aside and hasn't been part of the team since. Yeah. I mean, Davis is has pretty been crazy. Of, Davis and Freddie have been part of every single team, Bob. And again, I have nothing against Davis and Freddie. I just don't understand. I don't know if it was that Zinger was trying to take credit for it and they didn't want him to take credit for it or what. I'm not sure what happened there. I'd love to know the actual story. And if it's there, hit us up at Real Golf. Send me a link. I, I want to read it. But Zinger seemed to have it figured out. And then we went a lot of years before we figured it out again. And then it became this task force idea when Mickelson had to upstage Tom Watson, got a little ugly. They yeah. decided to retool and it's helped a little bit. We found ourselves, you know, about to win there at Medina and then got crushed. Um, it's just finally get another win at, at uh, um, in Minnesota. Yep. Then we get yep. the win at whistling straights, but we just can't figure it out on the road. So uh, I, I yeah, don't know. Zach- I was going to say Zach Johnson has the the last two winning Ryder Cup captains, Steve Stricker and Davis Love, on his um, on his squad as um, vice captains. Uh, also, Jim Furyk's on there. Fred Couples is on there. Um, he's a great guy to have in the team room, and he's a great guy that uh, that will carry out what Zach Johnson wants done. And then there's some new blood there. Stuart Sink is now a vice captain. Um, so. Uh, Captain Johnson has three, or excuse me, five um, vice captains, and uh, he needs to take a lot of uh, a lot of words from Steve Stricker um, because Steve Stricker absolutely figured it out and lit it up the last time we had the Ryder Cup. Yeah, there's no question. I, I think the number of assistant captains with the increase since that 2004 when we were yeah. there. It was sort of just Hal Sutton, you know, and yep. I think they started to see the benefit of having captains with all the groups 
and being able to report back. So you you kind of you created this middle management level, if you will, with the Ryder yeah. Cup's you know a leadership structure, so that they could report back to the captain and have real time data that's going on. You, you saw it in the par threes where the captains, assistant captains would be there. They could give them club advice. Yeah, Our guys are trying to figure it out on their own. And if the captain happened to be there. Good for you. If not, you're left out on a, on a wing. So there was a lot of things where we just sort of always felt like we could just stroll in because we were better players yeah. and get the dub. And we were playing checkers while they were playing chess. We were outmatched. And yeah. I think that's the one thing that did come out, this whole task force, whether you want to agree with the whole idea of a task force or what have you. But it was a changing of let's adopt some strategy. Let's employ some analytics. Let's get some additional things here. Let's look at what's working for our opponent and take the positives out of that and what is successful and apply that to our side. And then if we can create an equal ground of preparation and structure, then if we are indeed better players, then that should allow us to be victorious. Now it can be argued, are you better players or not? I can tell you within the Ryder Cup structure over the last 30 years, Team USA players have not been the better players. So That's correct. Let's, uh, let's see what happens here. I don't know what's going to change the tide, but I can tell you I have a lot of anxiety a week away <laughs> that I didn't think I would have two years ago. Is that fair? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. You know, the interesting thing is you have all these analytics and everything, and who who would pair great with with the other guys and stuff like that. But when it all comes down to it, guess what? They got to play good golf. They got to make putts. And if you can do that, then you will come out the victors and win a Ryder cup. So it, you know, it's, it's the captains can put them in the situations just like any other sport. They can put them in the situations to excel and to achieve but it comes down to the players and what they're able to do. Yes, and I think based on what we just talked about, the captain and the structure should be able to put the players in the best situation, giving them the best chance to win. So let's talk about that. And I want to get some of your thoughts on the players and the captains or the potential pairings as well. Mm -hmm. We'll run through that and some of the structure as well. And still stay tuned. Ryan Balangie, golfnewsnet.com, giving us an inside firsthand look at the Solheim Cup in Spain as he is over there taking that in. Uh, Stay tuned. That's all straight ahead as we continue here on Real Golf Radio. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. 
They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, If you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable, priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear, nothing shows on the back of your ear, and at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case, and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number, call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738 That's 800-278-1738. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. We'll continue talking more on the Ryder Cup and give us your thoughts as we get ready for that coming up in Rome. But first, we go to Spain. And joining us right now is our good friend from GolfNewsNet.com, Ryan Ballinger, who's taking it in on a first-hand account, walking the hills there at that golf course. And from what I understand, it's not an easy walk, right? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Are you worn out after one day? It's been a lot of steps today, <laughs> but, uh, but but the golf was great. Uh, we did traverse some pretty mean hills, but uh, at the <laughs> end, kind of got to some flatter parts. And uh, 16, 17, 18, I think a courtesan offered some some really great drama. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, um, what what's the atmosphere like there for? Um, we know what it's like at Ryder Cups, but what's it like there for the Solheim Cup, especially? There being in Spain, um, the U.S. team, the European team, that kind of thing. Yeah, this is my first team competition of any kind on foreign soil, so I, I wasn't really sure what to expect. I mean, I've done Ryder Cups on home soil where it's just electric and wall-to-wall people, and I knew it wouldn't be ridiculous wall-to-wall people like at a Ryder Cup, but you know, good-sized crowd. I think they said they had 95 96% of the tickets they allocated sold. So, wow. you know, a good number. Um, I would guess probably between ten and 12,000 people were there today. And they, they really were great golf fans. I mean, it was predominantly European, but I did see probably 15% Americans, or at least people offering support to the Americans. And they were vocal, and everyone was cordial. 
Um, there, there were a lot of great moments. I mean, obviously the home crowd was pulling for Carlotta Saganda, uh, the Spanish representative on the European team, and, and probably someday a captain herself. She got a great response. And then Emily Peterson's hole-in-one in the late afternoon obviously got a huge roar. Second time in Solheim Cup history, there's been an ace. And then the end, uh, got to see Leona McGuire chip in on the, the par 518th for uh, a birdie that ultimately wound up untying a match on the final hole and was a, a big point for them to make it 5-3 after day one. So really great crowd response. Uh, really enjoyed just kind of walking the holes with the, the different types of crowds, but lots of different accents, lots of different voices, uh, a lot of Swedish, a lot of Norwegian support. So it was pretty cool to see the the diversity of people who were, were supporting both sides. So I was watching the broadcast for the afternoon matches, uh, which was morning time for us, but I, I loved hearing the commentators talking about having the hole and that kind of thing. And so I, I guess for a moment I thought, you know, perhaps we've gone ahead and got rid of all this Tide stuff. But then I look on their website, <laughs> nope, sure enough, it still says Tide on those matches instead of halved. I, I guess we're stuck with that, Ryan. The vernacular, the vernacular has officially been wiped out. It'll always be all square and halved to me. So you can, we, could, we can talk that way forever, Brian. I'm, <laughs> I'm never going Tide. We, we will never tie a match. In match playing golf, I as far as I'm concerned, it. over my dead body. Right. Well, Dormy's gone too. Everything they're trying oh, to. Yeah, it's all gone. It's all gone. <laughs> yeah, but in the name of not of, of not having enough casual fans understand what they're talking about. Look, I watched the U.S. Open tennis uh, last couple weeks, and I, I I don't really get it, but I get it enough to know that they're going to go 15, 30, 40. You know, and love is when they're tied or zero or whatever. It doesn't matter. I I get it. It's tennis. That's part of it. That's why I, I don't want to. I don't want to tune into the U.S. Open tennis and have him go. He's one, two, three, four, and he wins or whatever. You know, it's just part of tennis. I don't. I don't need anyone to try to offer an excuse or change it for me because I'm a casual tennis fan. And that's the same thing. I feel like it. Those kind of things are somewhat appealing and part of the the history of the game in a lot of senses. It's funny you bring that up because World Team Tennis used to try this where they would they would get rid of 15, 30, 40 game and they do one, two, three, four. And it it didn't work. They just went back to the, the way that it was. And I, I know it's kind of weird for me to try to explain to my son who's getting into more sports, like, why don't they go to 45 instead of 40? But you just go, that's the way it is. Just get used to it. And and we move on. And I think the same thing would be totally fine if we had halved and all square and dormy back as part of the vernacular. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Hey, Ryan, you, you had mentioned about um, some of the um, afternoon matches coming down to uh, the final few holes and, and the U S squad not uh, faring too well. How about that morning when, uh, when the U S squad went out and whitewashed four to zero? I did not see that coming. I mean, when the, when the pairings were announced, I think probably most people figured it might be a slight U.S. advantage at, at friendliest, and at worst, it was going to be a clean sweep the other way for the Europeans. I don't think people estimated very well what, what Stacey Lewis had in mind and when she made these pairings, and they turned out to play really well. And, and the Europeans simply did not show up very well. Everyone kind of struggled with putting. I think that's going to be a common theme here throughout the course of these three days. The greens are very tricky. They're small targets. The pin positions they've chosen so far have been pretty difficult to access. So birdies and eagles are not going to be what win holes. Pars and birdies are going to win holes. I mean, there was a hole one today in bogey in best ball 
The U.S. put up a double bogey score on a hole in best ball. I don't even know if that's possible. I didn't know it was until today. So this is a tough golf course that will eat your lunch if you are not prepared to play well. And it's going to be tough to see a lot of putts go in the hole. So it's going to feel kind of like a war of attrition at times. What was it about the pairings, do you suppose? Because uh, the NLU guys, they got called out by the uh, the LPGA a little bit after they started off with a pairings deal. And then the LPGA is like, well, 4-0. and And uh, Justin Ray was even in there with a little, uh, little celebratory thing afterwards going Jonas uh, Hill from Moneyball. But uh, what do you, uh, what, what was it about it? What was so surprising in your mind? I think people were surprised that Lilia Vu wasn't out there. And I think they were surprised that not have Rosang out there. And instead you have Cheyenne Knight, who probably to most casual fans, even of the LPGA, is probably viewed as more of a complimentary piece than a starring piece compared to Rose or Lilia. But the point that Stacy had been trying to make and that the statistics kind of bear out is the way this course is laid out. You kind of need two diametrically opposed players in terms of skill sets to succeed in alternate shot. You need someone on the odd holes to, to basically drive the ball and someone on the even holes to putt the ball. And that, those two skills are very cleanly lined up between the odds and evens. Mm-hmm. And that makes for some awkward pairings, I think. But Stacey Lewis was extremely comfortable in saying, look, we've got this approach. We're going to stick by it. We've, we've done well by data. And I, I think she kind of turns to that and goes, well, yeah, that, that all kind of worked out, didn't it? <laughs> but then you also have to throw in the noted exception that the Europeans played terribly in the morning. Yes. I don't anticipate, and I don't think anyone should anticipate, that they will again on Saturday. So it'll probably be a little bit closer tomorrow. I wouldn't expect another clean sweep. You know, the other interesting thing is, is that Lexi Thompson was the first one to hit a golf shot off the first hole in the morning, and she's one that has said herself that she has not had the best of years and, and got a captain's pick, but... uh she was given the task of starting these matches off, and you know what? They they stood up pretty good in their first match of winning two and one. Yeah, I, th- I thought she played very well, all things considered, given her year, given the controversy around her being on the team, all, all of that stuff, until the 18th hole of the better ball match. Wow. And she got to the green in two at the par five. And I didn't see the lie, but saw the replay later. And it, it looked like she basically shanked a chip. She did. It was not, a, not an easy up and down, but not a hard up and down for a, bo- a birdie that they needed to tie the match after Leona McGuire chipped in in fantastic fashion for her own four. And it just looked like as she was thinking about it, she knew what the result was going to be before she even hit it and didn't commit to the shot and ultimately left herself in an impossible position to make a four. I wonder what that means for the rest of this, because once it kind of gets in your head, what you know you're not good at, and it gets to the front of your brain, it's hard to push it to the back of your brain as a golfer. So I, I'm worried about her the rest of the way, but she's going to be out there tomorrow because she is a long hitter of the golf ball and is going to try to put her opposing your, her, you know, her partner in position to put hit great approach shots. And hopefully she makes enough putts that it matters. But I am very concerned about what the ending to the E4 ball match will mean for her next couple of days. 
Ryan Balangi, GolfNewsNet.com, joining us from Spain as he's in attendance at the Solheim Cup. And again, after day number one, slim lead for Team USA. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Ryder Cup because this is interesting. I, Bob and I just began the show talking about a little bit of the history. And in, in the last 30 years since Team USA won, last won on foreign soil back in 1993, they've gone 4-9. and nine. Okay? I mean, that is – it's not great, right? And we because we haven't – won on foreign soil we haven't won back-to-back cups and in that same span europe's done it three times twice in three peats right going back 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 to back to back so what what do you think about captain zach's team his assistant captains those that qualified and those that were selected what about all of that gives you some sort of confidence that history can be changed recent history can be changed this next week in rome I think some of my confidence lies in the fact that both teams have liabilities, at least potential liabilities, that you've got kind of a proven upper crust, upper half on kind of both teams, and then you've got a less proven half for different reasons on either side. On the the European side, it's because they're just younger. They're up and coming. On the American side, it may be because they're younger, maybe because they're Brian Harmon, who suddenly decided to win an Open Championship at 35. So there's... Concern for both sides. I think that kind of walks eventually to the U.S. favor because every American has a pair. It seems like they've all built this team around the idea of having a person, not a pod, a person you can play with in every single match if you need to, and that person be the same. And I don't think Europe has as many, as many. They have many, but they don't have as many clear-cut pairings. Yeah. Over the course of the three day or the two days, you know the, the sixteen matches between foursomes and four ball, I think that's an advantage for the Americans. Other than that, I really don't know if Zach Johnson has an advantage. I mean, he kind of bumbled and stumbled his way around announcing his picks and why and why he made the team. But I also kind of get the sense that for as much as he is the captain, this is this team is in the hands of people like Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, and to a degree Scotty Scheffler. Those are the players who are kind of the future of this, and they've invested themselves in it, and so they're willing to kind of take a chance on themselves. Whether that pans out or not, I have no idea. I mean, Lexi Thompson's kind of a proxy for that, right? Yeah. We'll see what that might mean for the, the gentleman in, in Rome. I think they have a good fighting chance of pulling this off, but we also have to remember the team that won 19-9 two years ago at Whistling Straits Half of them aren't on this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the turnover thing is real. It's And there's not as much continuity as you might like to think between one team to the next. So it's got to kind of gel around itself. And I think they're kind of hoping that, again, having a mate to every partner, every you know, to every player, will be enough to get them through, through all of this and win on the road for the first time in 30 years. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Um, you know, you've got guys like Sam Burns and uh, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, Spieth and Thomas, Shoffley and Cantley. Who who are some of the other guys with like Wyndham Clark and Fowler and Harmon and Homa and Kepka and Morikawa that you would say would be pairing up with those guys? I'm assuming Homa and uh, Colin Morikawa will be a team. They, they teamed up in the uh, Zurich this year, so I assume they're going to stick with that. They're comfortable with that. It sounds like Brooks Kepka and Brian Harmon are going to be a duo. And I know that sounds really strange at first until you realize that it only takes about 45 seconds of talking to them for each to get a chip on their shoulder. And so they could be <laughs> team chip on a shoulder. 
I was gonna say, did those two did those two star in a movie called Twins back in the day? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, they are the same guy about a foot apart in height. (laughs) And then you've got Ricky Fowler and and Wyndham Clark, kind of the uh, team short game. I mean, their their putting between them is unbelievable, and they both kind of overperformed this year. Tita Green, Ricky more up to the standard of old, and, and Wyndham just becoming a better player. So maybe that's kind of their approach. I don't think they're a perfect t- duo, but I think you got five that kind of feel pretty good, feel sort of natural. And if they fall apart, you could put Ricky with Justin Thomas or Jordan Spieth. I think you can probably find Wyndham Clark with, with Brian Harmon, maybe with Brooks Kepka in an alternate shot format. I could see that too. So I think there are some alt, you know, alterations you can make, but I think that's kind of where the, those six guys you mentioned kind of pair up at least initially. I mean, I got to see Fowler and Clark just so they only need to bring one putter. Yeah, that's. I mean, that that it's just the matching putter match, right? I mean, come on, how good is that? That would be pretty great. Just have just have one putter between them, that's so right. he carries an extra club in their bag because you can share. There it is. Uh, we'll start sharing. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Team putter. Team Gelbird. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Look, uh, my buddy Troy Merritt. He just. Switched to that very same putter after a year of struggling and just finished, what, tie three last year or last week. Tie so. for seventh. Or seventh. Tie for, tie for seventh, seventh. Last yeah. Week. Yep. So, I mean, that's, that's, a huge, that's a huge move, and he put that putter in place. So, maybe there's a little magic that Odyssey's spreading around in that jailbird. Hey, a little new putter magic never hurt anybody. That's but right. uh, I think those guys are also past the new putter phase, honeymoon phase. So it starts to revert to the mean like immediately after it's over. So we'll see how they do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, Team Europe, I'm really interested. And I, we talked about this in the first segment, but I have a lot more anxiety about this European team than I did two years ago coming off of Whistling Straits, right? When I told Bob, boy, I, at least, I hope we at least keep it interesting over the next couple of years as we roll through a bunch more Ryder Cup wins. Well, I don't feel that way at all. In fact, I think you could make an argument that at least top six – is a str- the strength is just as strong for Europe as it is for Team USA. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the top half of both teams is very, very strong. And then you kind of start to get to your, I've been saying liabilities, but they're your question marks. I mean, they're all yeah. great professional golfers. But just on the European side, it's a little different because their qualification process is a little bit different. And, you know, you're kind of relying on some guys who aren't in the best form, but they're either a proven commodity as tournament players or a proven commodity in this competition. I think about like Justin Rose, but then you've got someone like Ludwig Aberg who has been a professional for all of about 22 minutes and is now basically doing the Rose Zang thing of being on this team. And he's going to have to prove himself and prove that that spot was meaningful or, you know, to someone like Adrian Moronk who won three national opens in the cycle yeah. now doesn't have a spot on this team. Uh, the Hoy guards, you know, you've got you've got Nikolai on there. You don't have Rasmus, so what's that going to look like? I, you know, people thought they would be a package deal, but they are setting themselves up for the next generation of this team, and that was clear that that needed to happen after Whistling Straits. Whether Liv existed or not, they needed to move on from the likes of Westwood and Poulter and McDowell and Garcia and, and go down the line of guys who are, you know, forty and above. That not that they can't be effective, but they kind of had their time. And for Europe to be able to successfully move on, at some point you have to hand over the, the keys to the car. And that now belongs to this younger generation. And I, I think that that core of McElroy and now Hovland and Rom, that, that's what you have moving forward. That's your package deal. And then you figure out what you've got starting this year 
with that young crop of players in this competition. Yeah, and that's almost what we had to do um, quite a ways back and why the Europeans really got the upper hand on us because of all the the new influx of of players and kind of our old guard. Now it's kind of flip-flopped, and we hope that that continues on for the U.S. side to be able to um, kind of keep the upper hand, so to speak. Yeah, and I, I think there's a lot of confidence from a 19-9 to beatdown, but it's totally different on the road. It's totally different as a team. You're, this isn't the same group of 12. So with five or six of the same people, it's a different dynamic in the team room. It's a, it's a different situation for Justin Thomas, for example, where he is with his game as opposed to where he is now with this game from you know, versus two years ago. And I'm sure he takes some positives away from Fortinet last week, and he played pretty well against the weak field. But it's just a, it's different. It's just a different situation. And I'm yeah. sure that a lot of the players are going to try and say, ramrod their brain into thinking, this is just like the 21 team. We're just doing it in a different place. But my brain starts to think about as an observer what happened in 2018 when we showed up to Paris thinking we had the superior team, the better players, and they put out a setup that stymied every American advantage and then whooped our butt. And they could do the same thing in Marcus Simone, and it wouldn't shock me whatsoever. So you're headed over there, making it a couple-of-week trip here with a stop uh, in Germany for a little Oktoberfest, huh? Yeah, I get uh, back-to-back years with a once-in-a-lifetime trip thanks to golf between (laughs) the U.S. Senior Women's AM last year in Alaska, the last uh, state in the country to have a USGA championship, and then when I saw, I realized the dates for these would be a week apart. Uh, there was no turning back. We were we were going to do this. So uh, I don't think any kind of strange coincidence or once in a lifetime thing happens next year. So we'll take a year off from that and then wait for some weird thing to come up that I have to go to again. That's ten thousand miles away from where I live, and <laughs> and go do that. Well, we'll we'll invite you to a little bit uh, shorter trip and come out to Black Desert and and check that out. So. Uh, home of the new PGA Tour event next fall, so we'll we'll get you out here to Southern Utah. We'll make a, it's not quite not quite Spain and you know Germany and Rome and Ireland and everywhere else you've been in the last few weeks, but uh, hopefully it'll you'll have a good time come out here and uh, we'll spend some time in Utah. I would be absolutely jazzed to do exactly that. Mm, did so you see what he did I'm, there? I'm ready when you are. See, so drop the jazz in there. I don't even know if he meant to. That was pretty slick. Yeah, right? yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that was for you. That, that was, was nice. For you. That was nice. Well, Ryan, we'll let you get some sleep, man. But uh, thanks for taking the time. Enjoy the rest of the Solheim Cup, and we'll check in with you again. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There you go. Ryan Balangie, golfnewsnet.com, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Really appreciate him checking in from Spain and the Solheim Cup, and that looks like it's going to be thrilling this weekend. Stay tuned. We'll continue our conversation next. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Everyone expects distance from their driver. We're shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that. We constructed the first ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance. From Callaway, the kings of distance. 
We all love heading to St. George for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What's been missing is a Scottsdale-style golf resort where you can stay and play and own your own residence. That's why we're building Black Desert Resort at Entrada, offering exceptional amenities from a spa, world-class dining and shopping, water park, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise. Find out about exclusive real estate opportunities available now at blackdesertresort.com. This is not about splitting hairs. It's more precise than that. It's knowing to one one thousandth of an inch that every layer of every Chrome Soft is manufactured precisely, which we confirm with proprietary 3D X-ray. Precision technology is not an industry standard, but it is ours. You can hope your ball performs consistently, or you can know it will with precision technology. Chrome Soft, better for the best better for everyone. There are currently 2 million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded the Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever. It looks like a blade. It feels like a blade, but it performs unlike any other. The new Odyssey Tri-Hot 5K is a radical departure from traditional thinking. With multi-material construction, a shallow CG, and MOI over 5,000, we've actually made the blade forgiving. The days of sacrificing performance for looks and feel just ended. The new Tri-Hot 5K, it's a blade unlike any other. From Odyssey, the number one putter on tour. Sometimes, less is more. Like creating a revolutionary new raw face to maximize spin in every possible condition. But other times, more is more. Like taking the most aggressive groove in golf and adding even more advanced wedge technology. Like optimized tungsten weighting. It takes true innovation to deliver pure spin in its rawest form. The new Jaws Raw from Callaway. To Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back. It's Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Thanks so much to Ryan Ballingy checking in from Spain and the Solheim Cup. Excited to see how that all plays out. You know, this segment, by the way, brought to you by Callaway Golf and the new Apex Pro Series of Irons. This tournament that we were at at Black Desert this week, Bob Callaway was there mm-hmm. as one of the sponsors. They had yeah. the new Apex Pro Series out there. I hit the Apex Pros, I uh-huh. hit the MCs. And I hit the MBs. Ooh, okay. They're and? all good. They're all they're all good. But I'll tell you what, I think, I think the Apex Pros with a little bit more technology built into them, I just I don't know if I can turn that down. It felt real good. Real good. Anyway, I'm excited to go through a fitting. We'll see what happens. But check it out. Cool. Callawaygolf.com. Hey, so Ryan mentioned something there that's kind of interesting. He said as speaking of the U.S. Ryder Cup team, everybody has a person, not a pod. Mm-hmm. And we just had gotten done talking about Zinger and the pods and how that was a bit of a revolution 
for the American team and it helped them ball buy in together and support each other. Right. Well, they've almost taken that whole, you know, group idea and made it more singular focused with just a pairing if in Ryan Ballinger's mind. What what do you what do you what's your take on that? I could see both sides of that being good and bad. Well, yeah. Um it's kind of interesting that, you know, we we've got in our minds that guys like Scheffler and Cantley or Shoffley and Cantley, Scheffler and Burns, Spieth and Thomas and Homa and Morikawa are kind of going to be the guys together. And as, as Ryan was talking about, but I'm looking back at um, the 21 Ryder cup, okay. which is the last one we had. And Spieth and Thomas played a couple of matches together. Um, but Spieth and Kepka played. And they Which lost. I thought was cunning. What? And they lost. And they lost when Spieth and Kepka played. Yeah. Okay. Um, Shoffley and Cantley played. And yet Shoffley and Johnson played too. Dustin Johnson. So him saying that everybody has a person, but then he said also that those can be switched up a little bit. And I thought it was pretty astute and pretty interesting that Captain Stricker was able to switch some of those up and still have winners, even though we look at these guys and we know that they're going to be matched up. Well, and that's my point is I can see the good in it, but I could Mm -hmm. like, if you're committed to those teams and what if they go out and they just play bad, right? And you're thinking as a captain, maybe I got to mix some things up. Well, the plan all along was just have your person. So yeah. now if you break that yeah. up, there's got to be a contingency plan that the players themselves are aware of as well. But yeah. then how do you respond to that? Let's take let's take um uh Speeth and JT. Let's just say JT yeah. go against what we think. Let's say JT just doesn't have it. And they want to split them up and put Fowler with J with Speeth or something. So Fowler and right. Speeth go out. Right. JT's right. essentially getting benched. And so I th- how does but now you got to go back out and play singles. So how does a player respond if they get benched? Yeah, yeah. Because I could see that, like, oh, what I was doing wasn't working. Yep. So now yep. we got to change some things up. He's calling an audible, and it's my fault. Oh, this yep. sucks, and there's confidence issues, and oh, well, I don't know. We'll see. Hey, we'll wrap up this hour coming up next, and then still a lot to go, including the caddy on the back nine. Stay tuned. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-390-5160-800-390-5160-800-390-5160. That's 800-390-5160. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. 
That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. Thanks for being with us here on Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor. He's Bob Casper. Really excited about next week's Ryder Cup over in Rome as we're counting that down. Also, Solheim Cup action this week. We'll talk more about that coming up on the back nine, hour number two. America's favorite caddy will swing by as well. You know what's interesting, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Bob, is when you look at Team USA or the Ryder Cup team, the total individual records for this team, 37, 22, and 13. Ooh. It's nice to go into one where the team as a whole, individuals combined, have a yeah. winning record. That hasn't yeah. been that way during all that stretch in the last 30 years. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's pretty cool to see that. And that's just come about in the last couple of Ryder Cups um, on U.S. soil. So it, it's going to be fun to see if they can extend that out going this next week. Ricky Fowler, the only player with a losing record, 4-7-5. Mm. and five. Hey, sports fans, this is Andy Dorf. Check out my show, Dorf on Sports, Byline Sunday, each and every Sunday, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific time on Dorf on Sports, on the Sports Byline USA radio network and sportsbyline.com. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. USA News, I'm Corey Myers. 
Democratic New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez is being charged with bribery offenses in a federal indictment out of the Southern District of New York that's being unsealed today. NBC News 4 reporting that the FBI and IRS criminal investigators are attempting to determine if Menendez or his wife had taken up to $400,000 worth of gold bars from Fred Davis, a New Jersey developer and former bank chairman, or or his associates in a swap for Menendez reaching out to the Justice Department to aid the admitted felon accused of banking crimes. The White House defending its border policies as migrant crossings are surging. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre emphasized that the administration has implemented measures to control the influx of migrants entering the U.S. So look, um... We have worked very hard, the president has worked very hard to implement a strategy when it comes to the border that is humane, safe, and, and has orderly enforcement. That is something that we have tried to do and worked really hard to do these last two years. A tropical storm warning being issued for parts of the East Coast this weekend. Dave Collins has more. The National Hurricane Center issued the warning from just below Wilmington, North Carolina, up to the Maryland-Delaware state line. Storm surge watch was also issued for parts of the coastline. President Biden complimented the merits of the Congressional Black Caucus during a speech to the Congressional Hispanic Caucus yesterday, his third public speaking gaffe in just two days. Biden 80 made the mishap during a speech at the Congressional Hispanic Caucus Institute's 46th annual gala in Washington, D.C. This is USA News. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that is MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save many families up to 500 bucks a month, and that is huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The member satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. A woman from Northern California had to have all four of her limbs amputated a month after eating undercooked fish. Last month, 40-year-old Laura Baragis bought a tilapia from a market in San Jose, cooked it at home. She landed in the hospital fighting the effects of a pathogenic bacteria. Later, doctors had to remove both of her arms and legs in an effort to save her life. Earlier this month, the CDC issued an advisory about Vibrio vulcanifis infections due to increasing water temperatures. A man in Texas also died after eating oysters with that same bacteria over Labor Day. Ringo Starr appears to be okay after taking a fall during his concert in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Ringo and his all-star band had been playing for about two hours and were performing Give Peace a Chance in their encore when the fall happened. Video on TMZ's website shows Ringo trotting onto the stage 
and then tripping and falling. The 83-year-old quickly got up and went to the center microphone, sang a couple of lines of the chorus, then told the crowd he fell over to tell them to give peace a chance. Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas's divorce just got ugly. She is suing him to return their children to their home in England. He is reportedly refusing. I'm Corey Myers, USA News. This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8-Side Network's outstanding eight-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Hear Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Well, we have nine more holes to go, so how about you two fellas follow me to the 10th tee? On to the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper. Two players down the middle on the 10th hole. Here's Brian and Bob. Well, thank you very much, and welcome into the Back Nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor. He's Bob Casper. His father, Billy Casper, is the winningest U.S. Ryder Cupper in history. Billy Casper. Pretty cool stuff. Also successfully captained the 1979 U.S. team to a victory at the Greenbrier there in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. The Ryder Cup runs in your veins, Bob. Yes, indeed. This is something I know, along with the Masters every April, the Ryder Cup every two years just hits differently, doesn't it? It does. It's it's really, really fun. Uh, I remember talking to Dave Stockton. Dave Stockton said his first Ryder Cup, he can remember standing there, he and his wife standing there next to my mom and dad, and as they're getting ready to play, they're playing the national anthem, and all of them are crying. Um, because it means a lot to these guys as far as representing their country, but it also means a lot to them regarding the team and also a lot to them uh, regarding their individual play and their matches. So it's uh, it's a combination of some phenomenal things um, when it comes to the game of golf and the team concept and country. If you and I are playing as a team, as a pairing, who's hitting the first tee shot? Probably me. <laughs> yeah, I would let you too. I'd let you. 
I just wanted to see how you would answer it. Because if you hesitated at all, I was stepping in to take it. But because you you stepped. You know what's kind of funny about that is when I played my dad with my dad in a lot of uh, father son events and stuff like that, he would say to me, okay, I'll hit the tee shot. I'll hit the first tee shot and, and, and you're second. I'll putt first. Then you can watch the line. It, he, he felt like he could take control and help and kind of steer me along with him. Well, I mean, as he should. Yeah. He's the hall of Famer, One yep, of the best, that's right. Probably one Absolutely. of the best 20 players in golf history, right? I mean, the mm-hmm. guys, he should be kind of steering you along. But yep. I also find that interesting if you ever play in a pro-am when guys will say to the pro, hey, why don't you let me go first and show you the line? All oh, right, yeah, yeah, because you're going to put a real good roll on this for me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I like that your dad's like, look, I know how to read greens. I'm one of the best putters ever. I'm going to go ahead yep. and roll this. If I happen to miss, well, you've seen something real good. Yeah. We'll get. We'll talk about it next. Oh, Ryder Cup and Solheim will get you up to date on day one action. Stay tuned. This is Real Golf Radio. Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers, AAA star Drew Avens, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com. 10 bucks says your local Staples now accepts Amazon returns. 10 bucks says you can make those returns at Staples 7 days a week. 10 bucks says you'll get in and out fast and easy. 10 bucks says when you make an Amazon return at Staples, you'll get 10 bucks off your Staples purchase of $30 or more. 10 bucks says it's pretty cool to get 10 bucks to spend on something you want just for returning something you don't. 10 bucks says Staples will be your new favorite place for Amazon returns. 10 bucks says you knew I was going to say 10 bucks says Offer good in store only. Exclusions apply. Hey, y'all. This is Ronte. And a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich is the pimento cheese. I was like, go cheese, go pimento, go honey, go get it. Hi, this is Shantrice. And a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich is the mild spiciness of the pickled jalapenos. No, it's the crispy chicken. Actually, I can't decide. It's the entire sandwich. Order the Honey Pepper Pimento Chicken Sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Available for a limited time. Real Chick-fil-A guests paid for their testimonials. Are you looking to sell your house? Call 1-800-SELL-FAST to request a free all-cash offer. We can buy your house in days, and you don't even have to clean or fix anything. There are no commissions or closing costs. No agents, no open houses, and no banks to deal with. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST or visit sellfast.com to request your cash offer. There's no obligation. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST. That's 1-800-735-5327. Or visit sellfast.com to get your free cash offer. Sellfast is a home buyer referral service. Each office independently owned and operated. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. 
Just visit prizepicks.com slash byline and use code byline. That's code byline at prizepicks.com slash byline for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. I think this is unfinished business. I think this was this was one of those first one in wins. I think we needed to win this one. And then I think it was a massive stepping stone for this team and the the group that we have here that have really known each other since almost back to grade school to um, to continue to try and work hard to be on these teams to go over there because it's it's one thing to win it here and it is a lot easier to do so and it is harder to win it over there and if we play like we did this week uh, the score will look the same over there in a couple of years and and that's that's what we're here for. That was Jordan Spieth a couple of years ago after a big win in Wisconsin at the Ryder Cup. Unfinished business from Paris and still more unfinished business to win one on the road. Those are some pretty strong words from a couple of years ago. And talking about the the kids and the guys that have played together since they were kids in grade school. But that team looks a little bit different. Needed a captain's pick to get his buddy JT on and Ricky Fowler. So a few of the guys that, that aren't playing on that team. So that's really what's interesting. If you were taking the same team as constituted in Wisconsin, you'd feel pretty dang good about things with the Euros inserting a bunch of new rookies. But as it stands, it's both teams that are playing with some unfamiliar faces. And so that just leaves a lot of question marks still to be answered. Yeah. So the four rookies for the U.S. squad, we know the Europeans have four also, but the four rookies are are Sam Burns, um, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, and Max Homa. And the guys that are the stalwarts that have been around there um, that were, you know, half of this team was part of that winning group, you know, and you got to look at Cantlay, um, also Kepka, Morikawa, Shoffley, Scheffler, Spieth, and Thomas. So um, just a little bit more than half are returners, but, you know, we got four brand new ones. Um, but the guys play extremely well. Um, and the guys that have made the team or been picked for the team have have done so because they played well and because they team well or they feel that they'll team well or the analytics are showing that they will really help out this team. And uh, hopefully that's what we see. We see what Jordan said, um, that they play well and they'll win this one coming up. Uh, if they play like they did, then they, the score will be the same. I. I don't know that I agree with that. I think they're going to, if they play as well as they did in Wisconsin, given that it's a little bit of a different makeup, I think they will win, but I don't know that the score will be the same. I think it's going to be a whole lot closer, like maybe a point or two uh, between the two of them, not, not 19 points. I don't think they're getting 19 points out of this one. 19 to 9 yeah. is a big, big, big win. Yeah, yeah that's we'll, a big deficit. We'll, yep. We're going to talk more about that with the caddy coming up here in just a couple of minutes, and we'll get back into it. But I don't want to go too far without talking a little Solheim Cup action in Spain this week. Friday, let's, let's recap it, Bob. Day number one, it was Friday foursomes followed by Friday four ball. And it was all USA Friday morning with a lot of the guys online, on Twitter, what have you, that were second-guessing the, the pairings that were sent out in those first matches. But how about Lexi Thompson and Megan Kane getting out early and getting uh, the W and setting the tone that the rest of the, the teams, the rest of those uh, six players would follow? 
Well, and a lot of the people were saying, and a lot of a lot of media were saying, Lexi Thompson maybe shouldn't have been a captain's pick, um, and yet she was, and she was the first one to go out and hit the first tee ball. Um, she's been there many times and played on many Solheim Cups, and they go out and win two and one. Um, they started off the match phenomenal. They were three up after three holes. Um, they let um, Stark and Grant get back into the mix, and then um, Lexi and and uh, Megan Kang finished it off two and one. Yeah, birdies on 15 and 17, and, and there you go. Uh, yep. Daniel Kang team, teamed up with Andrea Lee, and they took on Georgia Hall and Celine Boutier. That was a one-up win, and it was a birdie on the 17th hole yep. that was enough for Team USA to sneak out that one. Yeah, it's uh, that was close pretty much the whole time, um, and it was awesome that the U.S. could win one up after 18 holes. They they were able to win some of those matches one up um, coming down the stretch on the 17th and 18th holes, where in the afternoon they didn't. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. That's all right. Nelly Corda and Allison Corpus they go out in match number three. They get uh, they they lose the first hole with a bogey. And yeah. then they come back and birdie three, four, and five. Yep. And take that two up lead. Then they drop a couple. It's all square again. I'm, I refuse to say tight, even though that's what it says on yeah. the leaderboard. And then oh, birdies at nine, a par at 11. And that was enough. They gave up a birdie. Uh, they lost a hold of a birdie on 16, but uh, held them off with uh, both teams making birdie on 17 on the par three. So that was huge. And then it was halved with fives at the end of the day. So uh, that keeps the momentum going. And then it's the final match, which I think a lot of people were surprised. And even Ryan Ballinger mentioned this. Didn't necessarily see Cheyenne Knight out there playing in the first matches. She teamed up with Allie Ewing. Yeah, she struggled early on in the match. She missed a couple putts. Uh, you know, in that 10 foot range that would have given them uh, a chance to put some to get ahead on the board earlier. But I'll tell you what, they came back and they played strong and then ended up winning five and four. Yeah, they turned it on there. I mean, what you're talking about uh, winning one, two, three, four, five, six holes in the first nine yeah. and then yeah. just losing the 10th hole. And then they ran out of holes. Uh, I mean, Emily Pedersen and Charlie Hole just ran out of holes. Nothing was over after 14. So that set the stage. A little different story, Bob, in the afternoon. Yeah, the afternoon was a little was a lot tougher. You know, we the United States team won four and zero in the morning matches. The Europeans came back and won three and one in the afternoon matches. So it started out with Rose Zhang and and Megan Kang. They tied with uh, Dryberg and Sangstrom uh, in that, that first match. Then Lexi Thompson and Lilia Vu lost one down uh, to Leona McGuire and Georgia Hall. Um, and then uh, we had uh, Jennifer Cupcho and uh, Allison Corpus who tied also. And then um, Yin and Ewing ended up losing four and two to Charlotta Saganda and, and Grant. So um, they were able to turn the tides and a couple of those matches were tied going to the final hole and they switched to have a tie and a one-up and conserve a point and a half for Europe. Which is huge. And look, you're still down two points after the first day, but you do ride some momentum of a 3-1 yes. win in the afternoon session, and you're on home soil. So we'll see how day two presents itself. Singles on Sunday, and then let it officially be Ryder Cup week. How awesome. Back-to-back -back Solheim and Ryder Cups. 
Good stuff for the game of golf. Stay tuned. We'll continue the show next with America's favorite caddy right here on Real Golf Radio. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968 That's 800-817-2968 If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, If you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. Priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear. Nothing shows on the back of your ear. And at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. Welcome back. It's Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks so much for joining us. And if you join us on a regular basis, you know what time it is. It's America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. 
Oh, yeah, the caddy joins us every week here on Real Golf Radio, and we love it. Caddy, how are you? Well, I'll tell you, that's just some extra volume on that theme song. Hey, we want everybody uh, to play it loud and proud, man. You know, uh, I had to call Dion, Dion Prime Sanders up there at the University of Colorado Boulder, which is right up the road here, and let him know that um, I already had the copyright on Where's my theme music? <laughs> yeah, he didn't reply. He didn't reply? No. No. Did he send you a pair of sunglasses, though? Oh, I've got the shade. Okay. Everybody, it's uh, it's actually uh, illegal to drive without those sunglasses in Colorado now. You have to wear the prime shade. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's a new prime tax. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. If I could... I, I just I I want to know the merch merch dollars. I want to know the revenues for merchandise. It's one of the guys on Twitter broke it down. One of the college football uh, analysts broke it down the other day on Twitter. I was reading that, given the three games alone, the media value to the coverage that they've received so far this season is, I don't know, it's like a billion dollars or something. A billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. What his? Well, thing. I'm a. It's been fun, but I'm afraid they're about to run into a dose of reality. Yeah, those next two games are going to be pretty tough for them, Oregon and uh, SC. We'll we'll see, especially when you lose potentially the best player in the country. (laughs) So that's not a good one to lose. So, yeah. So I guess guess it's football and not golf this week. (laughs) Let's not get – you're the one that started us on the football thing. Well, you know. I don't even. It was the theme music that got me going down this river, down this river, down this. See, he's always trying to. He's always trying to bring this river thing back into it, you know. Because the one time we go fly fishing, he stumbles and falls, and thought his life flashed before him in a in a foot of water, (laughs) and he's still holding on to that. A river ran through me. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I every time I hear this story, he tells me it's a big waterfall with a nine foot plunge pool at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, if it, you're not familiar with the Upper Falls at Yosemite, <laughs> I mean, I mean, or 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 a Yellowstone, I should say, and and uh, just what that's like the reality. I mean, it's one thing to sit here in the radio and talk about it, but when you know that just right there in front of you is that kind of death and disaster waiting to visit itself upon you, it'll it'll get your attention. Yeah, let, let, let's attention. put it in golf vernacular so that our listeners can really understand the severity of what you encountered and how dangerous it actually was. Just think yeah. for a moment how the, the treacherous undertaking that would occur if you tried to traverse Ray's Creek in front of the 13th green. I mean, can you even imagine take, stepping foot into the depths of Ray's Creek in front of 13 with how fast it flows and that huge fall drop-off right there on the left side? I mean... It, you know, one can only wonder how you're still here talking with us today. Well, to be fair, the drop-off at Race Creek may be steeper. But we do know that you go in there, you're not coming out with a Masters with a green jacket. You're not. No, nope. you're not. that's for sure. Well, you came out yeah. of this one with wet waders, I can tell you that. So. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. Oh, there's four minutes gone by with the caddy. <laughs> 
Hey, let's talk. Well, let's, that, let's talk a little Ryder Cup, no shall one, we? Now that no one's listening, right. let's get down to business. Let's here. get to some good stuff. Everyone's changed the channel. Like oh, I can't do this any longer. Bob, uh, uh, yes, the Dorian Box story. You share that with the caddy. I'd love to get his thoughts on that. Well, um, so, so um, Kevin Kisner's caddy. Um, Kevin Kisner shut it down early this year, um, and so Kisner's caddy ends up getting a call from Sepp Straka like a week later, and Kisner and Straka play a lot of practice rounds together, and he goes, hey, you want to come caddy for me? Um, Straka felt like he needed to change, and so he went to go caddy for him, and they ended up winning at uh, what John Deere, and then almost were in the final group of the Open Championship, and now um, he is playing in on the Ryder Cup team, and now he's going over to caddy for Sepp Straka at the Ryder Cup. Thought he was going to have his whole fall off, be able to be at home with his kids, watch them play golf, all that kind of thing, and here he is right in the middle of one of the best events in the game of golf. Yeah, but he's wearing a different color. He is. He's wearing... He's wearing that light blue and yellow color. Mm. What do you think, Caddy? What, are we playing the Ukraine this week? So, <laughs> I mean, so, so um, yeah, that that's all I'm thinking is, they say when you're in a platoon, it's a band of brothers, and it's not, it's about your brother next to you. It's not necessarily about your country like you might think it is. It's all about your, but, I'd have a tough time looking up out of that trench and seeing an American flag and firing at it. I, I'm glad I have not been presented with the quandary of caddying for someone against the American. Mm. I, I just don't, I don't know. I'd have a tough, I think I'd have a tough time with that. You want to be at the Ryder cup. I mean, who doesn't, but it's, it's just, uh, man. Okay, so what I'm yeah. hearing, well, you would rather not be at the Ryder Cup than be caddying for the European Ryder Cup team. I didn't necessarily say that. <laughs> I just think I'd have a difficult time with it. I'd have to, I'd have to uh, somehow psychologically convince myself that that was okay. Hey, yep. caddy, question for you. Since the players aren't being played, are caddies compensated well at the Ryder Cup? Well, I actually can't remember the amount of any of the caddy compensation checks I got for Ryder Cup or President's Cups that I did. I don't know. I can't remember. It was better than better than most. <laughs> the salary for the week that you get at a tour event, and and it was first class all the way. Um, nice. All expenses. I mean, total first class action. I, and, you know, from charter jets, first class flights, brand new, I remember brand new Cadillac, our courtesy car that we all got at Oakland Hills. By the way, the Euros got six, we got 12. <laughs> but, um, no, it's first class treatment. And I, but it's not, no, the, the money, um, I don't know what it would be now. I, I doubt it's anything like those guys average per week, though, because they're making so much now. But nobody cares about that. It's that fun for no, the caddies as well. It's all about well, maybe the, the guys do. Maybe the, maybe the live guys care. But 
the guys, that was a little joke there. But no, they don't, they don't care. Yeah. It's all about the cup. All right, so give us your favorite caddy story from the Ryder Cup. Or President's Cup, Ooh. but cup action. Preferably Ryder Cup. Oh, boy. See, the problem, the problem with the Ryder Cup for me is it was a traumatic experience. Yeah. So I'm not going to give you a favorite story, but I'll give you the reason that there's something that I just can't stand hearing. Mm. And you mm. hear it a lot of off on TV, especially during the Ryder Cup. It's now just in my psyche, and I just don't want to hear it. So my one Ryder Cup, we're on the 18th hole in our match, and we're one down to Thomas LeVay at the time in the fairway. And Sergio, the, someone made a putt somewhere else to secure the cup for, for uh, the European side. And Sergio came Sprinting down the center of the fairway. I remember. Well, we we were getting ready to hit uh, our second shot, so we had to wait. And as that was going on, the crowd's back there singing the Ole 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 song, and that was it for me. I just, I mean, it's not like I took him out. I didn't like leg whip him as he came by, but I, the song, hearing that song at that time, from then on, I just it's kind of like that bad experience you had in childhood that just comes up and you can't take it. So no LA for me, please. No LA. That's how Bob Mm -hmm. and I started the show, by the way, that is also, that's exactly the same feeling we had watching it. (laughs) Well, that's why I didn't answer for a while. (laughs) PTSD. (laughs) Yeah. 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 All right. Did you keep anything from the Ryder cup? I mean, the player probably keeps his bag and stuff. Do you get, any mementos or anything like that? Let's just say it's in a box that's never been opened since I got home. Mm. Mm. So you're big on that kind of stuff, huh? I'm actually not kidding about that. I feel like Keegan Bradley, but I didn't do it for Keegan Bradley reasons. I just stuck all my, all my memorabilia is just kind of like boxed up somewhere. And someday I'm going to have that man cave and put it all up on the wall. So what's in the box? Well, we've got the bibs um, and all the clothing. Um, I have actually used, there was a duffel bag that we got, a club glove bag with a logo on it that's really cool. And it's got your name on it and all that. O- Oakland Hills, it's beautiful. And I've, I've used that uh, a couple times. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, what else is in there? I, I mean, it's just, it's, it's all the clothing. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I'm not even sure. I must have gotten a flag signed. I had to have done that. I'd be shocked if I didn't. But I don't remember asking for one, but I'm sure I did. I mean, how could you do? How could you go without getting a flag signed? So, as you can tell, I'm not a real big memorabilia guy. Mm. <laughs> so, I like, did you ever hear the one? I And I, I can't vouch for this, even though I was at his house one time. Or maybe I can, I don't remember. Anyway, Jack Nicholas trophy case one of the features of the trophy case which is i think quite understated is that there's just a card there printed with the major championships on it that's like his main thing in the trophy case just this little white card by itself kind of like here's the 18 feels like it'd be a rather large card with all 18 well yeah it's uh 
or small print. I guess it's card, but I, I think that's pretty cool. Um, mm. I will tell I will tell a story about being at, at at Jack's house. There, I may have told this one before. I can't remember anymore. But we were. He has this separate building. Jack's a, a big game hunter, and he has a separate little kind of a. I don't want to call it a building, but a gazebo type thing built with all his hunting trophies in there. And I'm in there looking at all of them. Jack walks in and I said, Hey Jack, I said, you know, it'd be really cool is, um, cause he had a bunch of players over. It was during one of the champions tournaments. I said, you know, it'd be really good. Jack is you ought to take every guy you've beat in the major and put a bust of them on the wall with all the animals and <laughs> see what happens when they come in and see it. He thought that was the great. He started dying laughing. He goes, why did I think of that? You know, <laughs> he kind of said it like that too, by the way. My dad but, might be on there if it was. Well, he probably would. I mean, just about everybody's on there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Over 82 wins or seven. I guess he's got 72 wins or something like that. Yeah. 72. But back 18 to the majors. Back, 18 majors. Yeah. And, and 19 losses. The, the second place, the, um, the Ryder cup though, it is, it's just in this little galaxy all, universe all by itself. It's so different than anything else. There's so much more pressure. It, it's just, it's awesome. It's an awesome experience. You really wish everybody could have that experience of being at it and, feel, and the feelings and stuff. I was bummed that we never got the big uh, crowd behind us. That's, what I always comment on. Yeah, that was a miss. We, that was a miss. So let me yeah. ask. So is let me ask. What do you think was the biggest mistake of that 2004 that cost the U.S. team? And what do you? What about to this year? Do you think will Captain Zach and that team be able to do differently and win for the first time in 30 years on foreign soil? So two part question there. Yeah. Well, it's it's hard to argue that that the Phil tiger pairing together thing was a good idea mm-hmm. that didn't pan out very well. And, but it's also that Phil and tiger don't have great records in the Ryder cup either. No, uh, they just don't. Um, so it, it's really, I think, uh, I think the captains probably get a little too much blame and a little too much credit for the final result. Um, in general, the big change from back then to now is, is, and I think Azinger, the Euros started it, I think, before we did. And then Azinger really put it on when he did the pods thing where the captains really, really got involved big time on strategies and let's do this, let's do that. Let's bring in the analytics guys. Um, I know that I'm pretty sure the analytics guys are having a little bit more of an effect uh, or, or their, their ideas are getting implemented a little more than they used to. Um, and I think the euros were, were, were taking advantage of that. And I think they did it at the president's cup too. Um, Ernie did it big time. I think they might've been taking advantage of that a little more than we did, but we are definitely into it now. And, uh, so that's that's a difference. So, but that's yeah, right. yeah. It's um, yeah. But look, I mean, <laughs> the the pairings, figuring out the right pairings, and the and the 
chemistry and the combination, that, that's a big deal to get that right. It's a big deal to get it right. But it's a soft science. Yeah. Who, are you picking? Not- Who are you picking next week in Rome? Yeah. Prognosticate. I expect I expect it to be really close. But I I mean my 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 head is actually saying it's gonna be tough for us to win that cup. But my heart is like, oh of course the Americans are gonna pull it out. But I I think it's going to be very close. That's that's my prediction for the fight. Oh, what's interesting about it, you've heard about how brutal the rough was, I'm sure. I mean, it's... Well, that's what I was going to ask you about the course. What have you heard about it? It's hilly. It's not super narrow off the tee. It's restrictive on you hitting a driver, which is interesting because three of the guys who are the bombers are euros you know you rory and rom <laughs> they want to pull out the driver and rip it and they hit it mile and and so does it it's always been the conventional thought that you want to do the hazel team setup for the u.s team with not much rough and kind of free reign to rip your driver as far as you can and then hit it out of the light rough and have a play but it, uh, it sounds like a course where the driver's maybe going to be taken out of your hand quite a bit. Um, if I had the weaker team at a Ryder cup, what I would want to do is have, I want to, I want to make it a short iron contest. Now granted that's player specific too, but I, the reason I'm saying that is because you really, it really does make a difference when you're hitting a four iron into a hole. Um, if you're a number one, two, three, four, five, six player in the world, and then you're somebody else who's not, those guys generally handle those really tough, long shots really well. Like Kepka is a perfect example of that. Um, Rory's a good example of that. But those guys handle those shots a little better. And so when you have, you get a bunch of tour pros together and you give them all nine irons and eight irons into a hole. And there's not going to be that kind of separation between those guys like there is if they're all hitting a four iron into a hole. That's just something I've always noticed caddying. There's, so length does, length does matter. It, it really does. There's a few times around, two or three shots, where being that guy who has that ability to, either, to play that long shot really well um, can really separate you. So I would set up a course shorter and easier if I thought I had the weaker team in general. Okay. Hey, last question. We got to run. We're out of time, but does Justin Thomas come away with a winning record next week or a losing record or dead even? What's your pick? I don't want to confuse this and, and get, get this taken the wrong way. When I mentioned JT and Tiger Woods in the same breath here, but, I think of JT like I think of Tiger, where I just, no matter how he's been playing, if he's playing poorly, I just expect that he's going to show up and play great because he's just that good. And he's got the mindset. And he's got a ridiculous record in the matches. 
I just feel like mentally, um, if the component of his poor play has anything to do with the mental game, I feel like this will just spur him on to good, good and great things. So I expect him to have a great Ryder Cup. But I'm biased. It's like me thinking the Americans are going to win it too. Um, I'm I'm biased because I'm a big. I'm just a big fan, JT fan. I really I, lo- I like his game. I like the way he plays. I like his attitude. I'm just a big JT fan, so I'm a little biased there. All right. Well, I tend to side with you on that one as well. Candy, yep. good stuff. We'll see how it goes next week. Talking Ryder Cup midway point. Can't wait. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That was Prime Caddy right there joining us on Real Golf Radio. He'd like that. He's rolling in the yeah. shades there in Colorado, the basking in, in the success of the Buffs and Prime. Uh, stay tuned. We will continue the show next. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Everyone expects distance from their driver. We're shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that. We constructed the first-ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance. From Callaway, the kings of distance. It looks like a blade. It feels like a blade. But it performs unlike any other. The new Odyssey Tri-Hot 5K is a radical departure from traditional thinking. With multi-material construction, a shallow CG, and MOI over 5,000, we've actually made the blade forgiving. The days of sacrificing performance for looks and feel just ended. The new Tri-Hot 5K, it's a blade unlike any other. From Odyssey, the number one putter on tour. By now, you've probably heard about the new golf resort coming to St. George, Utah, Black Desert Resort at Entrada. This is going to revolutionize what Utah has to offer in a year-round one-stop golf and vacation experience. At Black Desert Resort, you'll get to play the new 19-hole Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course, hone your game at the -the state-of-the-art practice facility, and have a blast on the 36-hole putting course, and that's just getting started. Black Desert Resort features a resort center hotel, several residential villages designed for your vacation mood, including a family village offering endless fun in the water park. On-site shopping, dining, spa, hiking, and biking trails just begin to describe Black Desert Resort, situated below Snow Canyon and close to everything. Explore the exclusive real estate opportunities available at blackdesertresort.com. That's blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada, unlike anything you've experienced before. This is not about splitting hairs. It's more precise than that. It's knowing to one one one-thousandth of an inch that every layer of every chrome soft is manufactured precisely, which we confirm with proprietary 3D x-ray. Precision technology is not an industry standard, but it is ours. You can hope your ball performs consistently, or you can know it will with precision technology. Chrome soft, better for the best, better for everyone. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. 
sometimes less is more. Like creating a revolutionary new raw face to maximize spin in every possible condition. But other times, more is more. Like taking the most aggressive groove in golf and adding even more advanced wedge technology. Like optimized tungsten weighting. It takes true innovation to deliver pure spin in its rawest form. The new Jaws Raw from Callaway. to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. I assumed there would be more Europeans here, uh, not traveling from Europe, from the U.S. Uh, it took a while to get used to the different sounds, like, you know, of uh, silence is golden for when it comes to the Europeans this week. Silence means we, we've hit a good shot. So that was different. But I would say in general, you know, the, the Wisconsin's have been really, really nice and, 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 as, and, and as good as... Certainly ahead of my expectations, no, no doubt about that. So, Patrick Harrington, the losing captain from two years ago at Whistling Straits, saying that the Wisconsin's were great, <laughs> the Wisconsin Heights, and that he was that was the difference between a home game and an away game was silence rather than the crowds. So, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on that, Bob. This is something that's different for Team USA as well. They had everybody behind him there in Wisconsin. It was like a Lambeau Field out there rooting for the Packers in, in Team USA. What is that going to be like for these players trying to do it over there? And how big of a turnout do you suppose will uh, the U.S. uh, supporters have when they get over there to Rome? Well, uh, you know, as far as the turnout for the U.S. people, I think think you're going to see probably uh, maybe a 60-40 or a 75-25, you know, with the lower percentage for the U.S., folks um europe is going to have a uh, big contingent and it's going to be it's going to be pretty rowdy for the europe's Euro- european um people and uh european fans for for the support of the euro teams you know uh, a lot of times we've heard a lot of different things about what happens uh, in a rider cup especially with the fans and that kind of thing how how, um, you know, they do certain things when you're walking off the greens and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see if there's any cordiality to anything that's going on, which I don't expect. Um, but I think uh, uh, the the people that are there for the U.S. squads and, and the U.S. fans, they're going to be quite boisterous just as, as or hopefully as much as the European people. It's just fans. something that's different about the Ryder Cup. You yep. don't normally have people cheering against you when you're playing golf. They might right. not be cheering as loudly for you as they did for Tiger Woods or Jordan Spieth or something like that, but they're not necessarily cheering your bad shot or missed putt or something like that. That takes a little bit of getting used to. There's no question about <laughs> it. That is a unique aspect of Ryder Cup play. The other thing that's a little bit unique to Ryder Cup play and match play in general are gimmies and yes. concessions and when those are given and the mind games that go into that. That's, those are some of the little things that I, I really like to see how, how that is managed throughout a particular match. And, and anymore, I don't, think it's not, I don't think it's just gut feel, Bob. I think these guys yeah. have all of the data and analytics. That they, I, 
Wouldn't surprise me if they know that their opponent has a tendency to miss left to riders more than right to lefters. And if it's mm-hmm. a questionable gimme and it's a left to rider and that seems to be something they struggle with, they're putting it and they know those kind of things. So I, I think when you talk about analytics, playing it all into it, it, it doesn't surprise me if that was in there. In fact, I remember in the last couple of cups, you, you'll see the players look at each other and even maybe even glance at a vice captain on whether or not to give a putt. Yeah, and and uh, there's all kinds of little games that go on with all of this, is and and especially in what's what's given and what isn't. You know, in match play, uh, a lot of a lot of sayings go that you give a lot of putts early in the match, um, but you don't later on in the match. And if if a team or if somebody in match play gives those early on, then at some point in time when it becomes important and they don't give it, then the person that's putting or whatever then has something additional to think about. So um, the other things that can happen are if your partner's out outside you and um, they're putting for birdie from about 15 or 20 feet and this is like best ball and your ball's in there around four or five feet, a lot of times the guy that's, Closer will putt first to try to make the birdie, and if he doesn't, then you get another try at it. So that's kind of another way to um, cause confusion against the team that you're playing in match play. So there's there's a lot of things that go on with this, um, and it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Who do you think is going to be the MVP? If Team USA oh, wow. is going to win, who are you picking? I mean, you got Scotty Scheffler that's 2-0-1-1. Patrick Cantley's 3-0-1-1. Xander Schauffele, 3-1-0. Um, Jordan Spieth, 8-7-3 and in four cups. Brooks Kepka 6-5-1 in three cups. Morikawa's 3-0-1-1. Ricky Fowler, 4-7-5. Justin Thomas, 6-2-1 in two cups. And the rest of the guys are rookies. Who's stepping up in this one? Who, who are you counting on or expecting to, to be the Keegan Bradley, the Patrick Reed, the guys that just sort of all of a sudden blossom under this kind of conditions. You know, I don't know necessarily who it's going to be, but my heart's telling me Justin Thomas. Mm. I think Justin Thomas, uh, by virtue of him coming off the Fortinet last week, finishing um, fifth on his own. Uh, I understand it was against a, you know, a less weighted field, but to come back and have a top five finish um, after, especially after not making the playoffs got to give you a really good boost going forward and you get picked for the Ryder Cup team um, I think I think he's going to really step it up and I think he's going to play well I'd be surprised if our rookies and a collective group don't really step up and shine I can see every one of them Homa, Burns, Harmon and Clark as major champions you talk about a tip chip on your shoulder most yeah. people are saying you're on the team because you suddenly jumped up and won a major late in life well guess what these guys want to prove it. They both are gamers, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see all four of our rookies step up and play some really good golf and pick up some slack where needed. Oh, I can't wait for it to happen. We'll wrap up the show next right here on Real Golf Radio. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. 
Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-390-5160. That's 800-390-5160. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the U.S. USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort in St. George, Utah. Check out blackdesertresort.com for more information and to book a tee time at the new Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. This is the one that's making all kinds of headlines. It's set to be hosting a PGA and LPGA Tour event beginning a year from now. You can play it. Check it out at blackdesertresort.com. Thanks to uh, Dave Glauser, our producer, as well. Appreciate Ryan Ballingy checking in from Spain. The caddy stopped by as well. If you missed any part of it, follow us on Twitter. At Real Golf is where we post all of the segments and the show in its entirety. You can also search for us where your favorite podcasts are found. All right, Bob. We got some rookies. We got some vets. They're all going to come together. And I'll tell you what, this is as an open team for USA as it is for Team Europe. Solid at the top. Question marks surrounding. 
the the final six. Same with Team USA. I th- this to me this is a pick 'em at this point. Although of course I'm always going to say US Team US is going to win. Yeah, you're going to lead to the USA side, but I, like you said, I think that it's almost like they followed the same script as far as the picks and the snubs. Um, but it's going to be a great matches, no doubt. As Spee said, it's unfinished business, and they need to keep it going because you got a lot of players with winning records. That only stays if you keep winning and winning on the road. We'll see how it goes. We'll be talking about it next week right here on Real Golf Radio.